Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Channeled Insight. I am your host, Reverend Leah Fortner, and I'm joined today by our channel, Laura Morante, and also Dodie Mitchell. Welcome, ladies. Hi, Leah. Thank you. Hi, Hi. Leah. Thanks for holding the space. Of course, of course. Thank you so much for popping this up for us today, Laura. I'm super excited to be here as always. And it's just it's just really one of those times in life we're coming together and these moments is such a blessing and I'm so grateful uh for this opportunity to hold this space. And I know that we all continue to experience such drastic experiences and it's a beautiful thing to come together and collectively find how spirit can guide us uh, through this, through ourselves, and we can grow in these moments together. And I do feel like it comes in waves. You know, there's different experiences even within our own where, you know, some days I'm like, okay, I'm positive and feeling healthy and focused. And then other days I'm like weighed down or emotional and just feel like, you know, overwhelmed. So, there's so many components to it, and it's all around the world. So it's really just an incredible time. And with that being said, I love that we always start with a graceful anchoring beginning with Dodi. So I'm going to hand that over to you, Dodi, um, and do a little meditation for Laura Tapton for us. Thank you, Leah. Okay, so... I just encourage everybody to just find a comfortable space. Whether you're sitting or laying down, however you are, it's not your posture that matters, but just your ability to just breathe in and breathe out and feel comfortable. So let's slow the breath together now, just breathing in through your nose and then out through your mouth with a slow, deep breath. slowing things down even more than you would normally do right now and just letting the breath come into the body and as it leaves the body, take away with it any feelings of stress or tension or discord or discomfort. The next time that you take a breath in, Visualize bringing that breath into your heart chakra. So just breathe it right in there to your heart. And then as you breathe that breath out, allow your shoulders, your arms, your legs, your belly to just let go a little bit, release a little bit, soften. Maybe take an image of Uh, something solid like snowflakes or ice, just gradually, softly turning to water and then softly turning to air, getting lighter, letting go, releasing and giving way. Just visualize that your heart is a little more open a little more ready to receive that light and that that loving message from spirit. 
I'd like to just ask that as we set our intentions today, we also, I would like to ask for spirit to give some light, some information if possible. For many of us, we may be feeling a sense of grief, if not our own, for a loved one that we may have lost their physical presence during this virus, then perhaps the collective grief that's going on across the world with so many who have left the physical body through this this vehicle called the virus. And so I just ask that spirit shed some loving light on that as well. Staying here now, just settling back, heart open and in a in a a posture of reception. I just turn it over to you now, Laura. Thank you for channeling this message today. Thank you, Dodie. So I'll just jump in with the platform that you've set. Genuine heartfelt appreciation for each and every one of you that comes to the table here that says, yes, my mind comes up with all of these ideas of what's going on and my ideas have me puzzled, confused, maybe even paralyzed in thought, and yet you do it. You push through and you motivate yourself to stand in the presence of divine truth, to Offer your mind something else to chew on. And we, in spirit, are grateful to all of you stuck in physicality, stuck in your simplistic views of who you are as individuals with limited capacity. We here in spirit that know better embrace this opportunity to show you who you are, to show you the majesty of this divine union created here today and the miraculous state of perception it allows you to explore. And you want to hold yourself there in that thought that says there have been miracles on earth. I know this to be true. And why is it that now would be any different than any other time where there's a greater need for the divine to show us proof that we're all one, to show us proof that our human experience is affected by our love for one one another. It is affected by the animosity of self Our hate of one another brings in within our own being. This is a moment to reach higher in your understanding of who you are. And so these souls that have left the earth challenge you to do so, don't they? These loved ones that used to stand in a physical body right next to you are now hmm, standing within the ethereal field of you, standing in the quantum knowingness of you. And they do beg for your attention, 
not to cry over the dismissal of their existence. Hmm. But yes, in spirit, that is what grief looks like. A dismissal of one's continued existence, a dismissal of one's continued profound purpose, purpose and effect in this world on you, on the souls that knew them well and that know them on a soul level as they challenge you to go there. Deeper in your knowingness to your connection to the souls that have left the physical body behind. That's the first level of grief, isn't it? Where you start to challenge the idea that they're gone because of these signs and symbolism and and significant moments where you feel as if they're right there with you. Those are the efforts, efforts of your loved ones in spirit to bring truth to your dimension, to bring a true relevance to your connection, not just what it was, but what it is and what it can be. Who else can guide you through this moment but your loved ones now free of your fear, free of any attachment to any material need or ego desire. They can see clear now the purposefulness of the moment of the soul. And they challenge you to seek them out. And in that seeking, you stumble across your truth. (laughs) You stumble across this inner knowing. When the external world creates the signs and divine synchronicities it's not just out there in your view it's in here in the connection you feel in the knowingness in the recognition of familiarity can you feel it the excitement of the knowingness because it's your loved one in your gut saying yay we made it Yes, this is real. And the rest of it is a lie. The rest of it is chosen ignorance to create in the intellectual patterns of thinking a sense of martyrdom, a sense of victimhood. And in that state of victimhood, you can't reach high enough to create this bridge. All life is a challenge for you to know your divine truth. But in the daily challenges of life, you know, when the business deal doesn't go through, your mind doesn't go to, I need to seek out my divine truth in this moment now, does it? But what if you all had? Maybe we wouldn't have gotten to this point. So, here you are, seeking out the higher truth, and here it is. In your lap, that confrontation to self. What do you believe you are? Who do you believe you are? And where are your limits? K. 
can you reach to those in spirit and ask for divine guidance here because logical information is not pulling you through? Can you see that as an alternative to thought? And then can you shift your state of being to the point where you look to the divine first for your answers? You see, logic has defined and redefined our source, our truth, our concept of divinity so many different times over the course of history that people are confused, you see. That enough of the dogma is challenged with real-world experience now to prove that the rigidity of dogmatic approaches to our divinity keeps the world stuck in a cyclical experience of itself. That there must be more to the love that we are than we can put into words, put into practices, and put into rules and rituals. That at this stage of the game, you would believe that we would have evolved beyond that concept of divine creative connection. So challenge those loved ones in spirit to show you who you are by showing you who they are, which opens up which open up which open which opens up the doors in the mind where the connections can be made where the truth can be felt and where inspiration can be realized. There is no distance between any of us other than our idea of who we are. And you are all being challenged now to explore the energetic component of who you are. And your loved ones are here to help you. For who else would? would want to put this effort into reaching through, would want to show you the everlasting nature of our divine self and the eternal connection between all souls. Ah. So as we expand our concept of this moment of grief. We release ourselves from the individual grief, from the challenge to accept our loved ones now in spirit, and we move further into the collective experience of grief. Because we are all, and forgive the pat metaphor, but drops in the ocean. And so each individual, each of you on each of you individually, each one of you is individually experiencing grief, the energy of grief. All souls are energy, 
all souls connected in the quantum field, the quantum field in this moment predominantly overrun with grief. The experience of grief and physicality. So you can take it into your individual idea of grief and you can go to that place if I missed my loved one, even if they're showing up every other day in many different ways. But yeah, you can go there. But imagine, if you take a step away from that idea of the grief, if you take a step away from that victim mode of individually affected by this collective experience, and if you go to a place in your heart that says, okay, I know my loved one is fine. I know my loved one is free and thriving without limits. Now let me expand my idea of myself. Expand be my beyond my idea of my limits. Let me breathe into the energy that will show me where our connection is. When you go to that place and you free yourself from the grief of the idea of limitation and separation, and you expand, you begin to realize a collective grief, a collective sadness, and that is true, and you are all experiencing it, and any any of you that is sensitive, you understand it now, the deeper grief, the deeper collective connection, because, oh, yes, Leah, it comes in waves, doesn't it, where you're walking about your daily reality, living your daily experience, thinking in your daily thoughts, and then all of a sudden, bam, the wave comes down on you, and you can't stop crying. You feel it. You can't hold back the tears. It's just too much for your body to contain and you've got to let it out. So let it out because everything is energy. And in those tears is a tremendous, hmm, a tremendous release of individual authority. Don't you see? That's what they scream. I have no control. I have no control over my individual life, of the life of my loved ones, or of this human experience at all. And that doesn't have to be sad. <laughs> On a soul level, it's a moment of surrender that's brilliant. Don't you see? In those moments where you have no control and you admit you have no control, you finally release yourself from your ideas of your con- ideas of your ability to control your life. You release yourself into the knowingness that there is a source of life that responds astutely lovingly, compassionately to the shifts in the collective consciousness and that then manifests in this reality. In those moments of surrender to the tears, what you're saying is divine source of life. I give this over to you. So 
So do so freely, without judgment of yourself, without condemnation of the thoughts that come forward. But with a real sense of purpose here, that in that release, you're letting go of all you think has to be. In those tears, you wash away your attachments to the diseased ideas handed down to you. You settle into a state of unknowns that asks the divine to show you something you can work with, to give you something you can hold on to, something you can feel in you. Be at peace with the process because it is a process and all souls are moving through it. Be aware of how you're moving through the collective transformation of humanity. Don't fear not having what once was, but call forth what can be that your mind can't yet see. Begin with the idea of your loved ones out there in the ethereal energy of you and realize that, that an aspect of you is out there with them. Aha, yes, there it is, the image that creates the bridge in your mind. We meet in the middle. When I'm not so attached to my humanness, I can believe in my divinity, and in that belief I can receive. I can openly receive a sense of their presence. I can openly receive the higher guidance. And I can openly submit that this is all a part of my effort to assist all of humanity in finding faith in our divine self. In empowering that energy of purpose within with that faith. So feel into it. The collective desire for what was. Feel into your individual grief, your individual desires for what once was. And instead of holding all of that in desire, in the energy of desire, in the energy of longing, remember who you are as energy. Remember everything is available to you in your field. That longing and desire is an experience available to you, but so is peace and truth. 
so is acceptance in connection. So is joy in self-realization. Realizing who you are as an individual and a collective experience brings you a sense of responsibility in rising above the fear, doesn't it? In holding a space for the future the divine can create, not the one that fear wants to control. Many of you understand that the experience of grief can be soulfully illuminating, that it challenges you to seek out a divine truth because you've experienced it in your own individual lives. Now imagine collective experience such as this and what we are put to task to seek out here. So if individually it is your love of that human being, that past that prompts you to seek out their new definition in their new experience. Hmm and focus your intention on that collective experience. And renew yourself with this knowingness that there is no end and that we are here to figure that out as individuals We are here to explore our divine connection to realize the limitless nature of who we are so we can feel empowered by that knowledge so that that empowered feeling can attract that energy of co-creation and we can shift the dynamic of this human experience. Be peace in your mind so we may create peace on the planet. Thank you. That was beautiful, Laura. Wow. That really was. It honestly was like such an amazing delivery of energy that's leaving me speechless. <laughs> But it had so many amazing threads of just, like, surrender and acceptance and, like, allowing the divine to happen, you know, in a way where we're not allowing fear to control and direct us, you know, through our thoughts and our, in any given moment. And I just, it was very moving. And it, it's interesting, Laura, because I feel like it had so many different elements where I felt threads of, like, the energy of Jesus and Buddha, like, and of course, you know, just coming from Easter, that energy is there, but it's very beautiful. Yeah. Jody, do you have anything to say? About I, touch well, well, I, well, what, 
so it was that, you know, we could, uh, I, I loved how they brought us to a different place about grief to instead to a place of under, once again, understanding that as our loved ones move into spirit, they are ever present can even be more present for us right next to us in our ethereal layers, you know, living with us there, communing with us there. And, and also the, uh, the piece about, you know, it, it, the grief coming in waves, the feeling of grief it, that isn't necessarily our own, but because we're all one, because really we're all so very connected that the wave of grief that we feel is, is the collective grief. And, and this message, I, you know, I got a sense that what they were saying was, if you can get yourself into a place where you can commune with your loved ones who have passed into spirit, you know, in other times, but you, because you're part of that collective, if you can get there, create that communion, begin to create that discourse. If you haven't already dabbled in that, but you're continuing to expand that, just the energy of you doing that can serve the collective in their grief, in them being able to shift and move out of grief. Even yeah. better, Dodie. I'm going to jump into something here. Hold on a second, okay? Okay. Just, uh, yeah. Use the image, dear one, <clears throat> where you see these fields of experience. And in the dualistic mind, we'll give you the image of a tapestry of life, which is the human field. And a tapestry of life, which is the field of higher experience. And in your individual efforts at creating a bridge between these two fields, you begin to pull them together collectively. So see the image, the two fields, and one by one you each wake up and create a bridge and your souls come together. And over the course of these many years in on the earth plane, as you continue to open up your mind and more people close this this door of self-denial, you begin to exist in a way where the two worlds become one, where there is no feeling of fear to connect with a loved one in spirit, where there is no feeling of insignificance. There is an innate knowing that there are limitless souls in spirit here to support you in every situation and that the true brilliant dynamic here is to be able to open your mind in a moment of uncertainty and integrate the higher awareness it is available to all souls and all souls in spirit want to collaborate with all souls in physicality to create this new dimensional reality It seems far-fetched for those who live in ignorance with the signs, the synchronicities. They're expanding. They're showing up in the most magnificent ways and making it difficult for the conscious mind to choose ignorance. So believe in the inevitable evolution of humanity as we take steps to close the gap between what we think we are and who we truly are, because that is what these individual efforts become, 
the reds of truth woven in between the two fields of experiencing one's own self. You see the dualistic model becomes obsolete and then we create the new dynamic of being. Did you see that image? That is a great, wow, what a great picture. Thank you. What a beautiful picture. Yeah. All right, so where do we go from here? Wow. It's <laughs> I'm like in such a state of surrender to the flow of the energy. I'm Tony. Tony, do you have somewhere you'd like to go? <laughs> I'm feeling the same thing, Leah. I'm I'm a little blown away by the energy of this. It's tremendous, Laura. That that last analogy of the two tapestries blending together with threads of truth, and I could just see like one overlay on another until the the two tapestries became one glorious picture and 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 how that doing that the more of a the more people who can transcend their physical limitations which is really just an illusion anyways and really really connect to all souls not you know not just the few they can name of loved ones that are in spirit but understand that all all beings of light are there for them all of them, not just one, not just someone they can relate to or know their name, but all of them. That was magnificent to It envision. just pulled it all together. It actually, listen, this is, again, here it comes. That's it. You see, the individual threads are the individual realizations of the individuals realizing they're really not individually experiencing life, you see. And the moment that the individual comes to that realization, the floodgates open and everything is available to all. And that's what you know here in this moment in these exchanges, you see. Everything is available. You have experienced it. You can ask any question and receive the higher awareness instantly. You've challenged that over and over in these channels. You understand that. This instrument is just a human being that has availed herself to the wisdom of the divine that she knows exists beyond her logical mind. It is just a sense of certainty that opens the pathways to the higher awareness. And that's what your loved ones challenge you to find. You see, each one of you knows better. And following that knowingness leads you to the doors to the higher awareness. Denying the knowingness keeps you stuck in self-denial. Self being the entirety of the human experience. Self being the collection of all souls, each orchestrating in their own life the challenges that they are here to transcend to know their divine self. It is the individual and the collective experience. And as the individuals come to transcend their intellectual limits, we join together in spirit and offer souls still stuck in their fear the opportunity to join us here, to join us in the limitless awareness, to join us in this intent to create a reality not stuck in human limits, but in realizing that as a human being we can transcend our idea of who we are and explore the knowingness. We are more than our mind thinks. 
And it is the pursuit of all scientists, of all theorists, of all quantum physicists to prove logically what we are divinely, is it not? It is the same pursuit for all religious authorities, for all spiritual seekers. All humans want to try and fit it in a box that they can contain. Because if we understand it, oh, then we can manipulate it, can't we? Then we can control it, then we can feel in control. (laughs) The ultimate in the human experience is to give up the need to be in control to give up any idea you can be in control of anything other than what you think. Now think about that as most people feel victim to their thoughts. The challenge is to know that that's your whole job here. To choose your thoughts wisely because of the way they affect your field. Because the way they affect who you think you are, how you feel about who you think you are, how you think you fit into this reality, how important it is to fit. Those are profound concepts to ponder. Because as an individual expression of a divine source of life, you are not meant to fit into anything other than the expression of you that is most authentically inspired in your passions. It is only the inferior mind that submits to an external authority. And it is time for each one of you to choose your thoughts wisely. Each thought, every thought, all day, every day. Because as you do, as you begin to ascertain the relevance, the ramifications of these thoughts, it will begin to find that challenge to self-love. Because it does not feel good to be amidst angry thoughts. It does not feel good to be overwhelmed in shameful thoughts. It does not feel good to feel stifled by fear. And yes, the creator of life has challenged you to believe in your goodness, to believe in the power of your goodness, in the power of your compassion, and in the effort at acceptance that compassion brings. Acceptance dismisses the mind's inclination to control. It offers the higher self an opening for grace. And isn't that what humans beg for in their moments of grief, in their feelings of victimhood, in their confrontations with fear? 
Well, it is yours to behold in your choice of thinking. For grace is your divine due. Ah, but if your mind doesn't think you're divine, it's hard to find. So be brilliant in your choice of thought in every situation. Is it the most loving thought you can offer your heart? Be present with that concept. Feel entitled to love yourself completely. Feel entitled to be surrounded by angels. Because you are, each and every one of you, in your field, laying wait for your command. But you know, dear ones, the man, I'm sorry, the command must come from love, not fear, you see. So you must shift your thoughts so you may align with an astute representation of your desire to be loved. This moment, it asks for love. Humanity asks for kindness. It begs for self-realization. You are collectively screaming for divine assistance, people. Oh, settle down, settle the thoughts, release the fears, give them over to these angels. And as you do, work your way back to a faith in a higher power. And realize that in that effort you you shift the screams for something that you don't even believe is possible into appreciation. For divine support that is relevant in ways your mind couldn't conceive of. Because that's what you will receive. We are collectively creating this experience to bring about a grander sense of purpose in all souls. So believe your purpose will manifest beyond beyond the limits of your logical needs and desires. And as your effort, and with your effort to release those desires and intellectually perceived needs, you create the space for something miraculous. Hold the hope that our collective soul understands our collective needs 
and is serving us in this moment through this experience. That each one of you can see out there in the external world the fall of the institutions, the challenge this experience brings to the old dynamic. Then remember that deep down you are a soul adding your energy to this collective co-creative process. And that in you the institutions will fall as well. Haven't they already? Haven't you already been challenged to see your attachments, to realize the lack of astute energy there and the need to redefine your sense of entitlement to live your purpose without these limits, without these institutional ideas of who you are. This is the perfect opportunity to employ a method of self-discovery. Whether it be a profound meditation practice or just you observing your thoughts all day, every day and immediately dismissing any thought that brings you to a frequency of anger that instigates an energy of fear that provides the mind with fodder for victimhood and projects a need for vengeance. Ah, these patterns of thinking are insidious in the human experience. They create the illusion of righteous indignation to keep you stuck in the lower frequencies. If we are to transcend these limits, we must transcend them first in our own minds, in our own experience, Um, in our own minds, shifting our own experiences and knowing that the the collective ripple will be far and wide. Okay. Thanks, Laura. That was absolutely beautiful again. And I... I'm really glad that the channel took it to a direction that I feel was a practical application of how to move through something that when you speak of it is so big and almost hard to digest, like energetically as a whole, you know, as a collective, what we're moving through. It is a lot, you know, when you tap in like that. So I love that it took us to this place where it's like, okay, but in my day-to-day life, like, how do I practically, like, or how do I participate in that, you know, moment to moment? And it really is about the thought, you know? Yeah, yeah. And being able to, like, just watch one thought at a time that you're choosing to either be in fear or love and that that in itself is exactly the practice we need to create what wants to divinely manifest for us 
and you know I feel what? Like I've really been. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I love it. Do. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't a channel. I just wanted to say that that practice. <laughs> It created this instrument. I love that they referred to me as an instrument, but <laughs> that was the practice. <laughs> that's so funny. I feel like, and that's true. I just feel like I've been processing all of it this way too, that the best thing we can do is to not get caught up in like involving ourselves in the chaos of everything around us and how we can manipulate that, but just to continually to work on ourselves and surrender into more of like a trust faith place that like our practice is here with ourselves. And like, this is all going to be, you know, the manifestation of divine, you know, the divine intelligence, which I love. Yeah. Which you said earlier also that when we, you were crying and the tears were coming through and it says divine source of life, I give this over to you. And I wrote that down because it really moved me in the sense of, like, what we do, we surrender over, you know? Yeah, that was beautiful. I forgot all about that. That was really a beautiful part of this channel. Right. I, I felt like it just kind of tied everything together, like, from this expansive awareness to the surrender to the practical application. It was beautiful. So do you yeah. have to say? I, I, or you Laura. know, I, I want to tap <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Laura, did you want to? No, no. I just just want to, you know, connect to that practical application that you were speaking of, Leah. And while while you were channeling, Laura, I visualized myself uh, speaking to to higher light beings and just asking them in a moment where my head would go somewhere other than love to say to them, take this discord, take this grief or this fear or this anger or whatever it is that I have just created in my head in this moment, take it. I I release it so that I can make my way back to love. So it was just that little, little construct right there that I knew that I could use in any moment. Whoops. I feel myself, whether it's, I caught a minute of news and I found myself getting angry at what I saw and just be able to just close my eyes and say, to all those loving light beings, all the throngs of them that are here for me and for all of us, take this, take this moment of anger so I can make my way back to love. It was very freeing to know that that is possible in every single instance with every single thought to re-surrender and re-surrender and re-surrender into love. <laughs> you know, Dodie, Sally used to say, don't watch the news unless you can watch it without getting angry. And she also used to say it's like yeah. a great place to go. It's like um, like the gym for the mind. If you can practice watching the news, <laughs> not getting angry, you could master your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. probably, I feel like that's probably why I never watch the news. <laughs> well, maybe now you want to use it as a challenge. No, yeah. now actually, Truly. Just because of that, Laura, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the news now and see what I do. <laughs> is it is it cheating if you turn down the sound? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess we should wrap well, it. Does you guys anyone uh, any uh, spark of hope of inspiration for the wrap? No, I mean, I, I definitely think 
maybe if we just came together with something that was a collective joining of light and love and the perfect ending, which I know you're going to give us. (laughs) All right. All right, let's see. Go forth, dear ones, as if you have just been dubbed peace warriors each one of you, holding an energy within you that your knowledge will allow to come through you. You see how that works? Where you understand there's a divine power in you, where you you can create the image of a light so powerful it will blind the eyes of those stuck in anger and hate, blind them to the point of releasing themselves from believing that's who they need to be. So you hold yourself in this state of mind that is open and willing to believe in the power of love, that is open and willing to share that belief. And those constructs of thought expand the light in you. You see? As you expand, your understanding of who you are as light as you give yourself permission to believe that this energy that you are is truly the energy of love and that your effort to come into alignment in your thoughts with the energy of love allows that love to be experienced in this world allows that light to shine straight through the darkness of self-denial in the physical realm. You can each see that as your effort as at as your effort as peace pioneers at using this profound belief in the power of your love to illuminate a path to peace on earth. You see, the faith in the love that we are establishes the knowingness of the oneness that brings peace. And so you see, it is all in you, in your thoughts of who you are, that will create the new experience of being. And it is your choice in every single moment to define a world built on love that will establish peace on earth. Okay. Wonderful. That was beautiful Thank and inspiring. You. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for joining us and collecting this energy with us and sending it out into the world. And, Dodie, thank you for your beautiful meditation. And stay tuned for the next time we pop up with this fun genius channeled insight. <laughs> thank you, Leah. Thank you, Dodie. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, Laura. All right. Take care, everyone. Everybody be safe and healthy. Okay.